0: Hi friend, and welcome to the Temple Care Podcast. This is a place where we take a faith-based approach to mental and physical health. I am your host Erica Pizzo. It's been really fun doing the summer recap with you guys but I am excited to now dive into some new topics with you guys. I've had um, quite a bit of time to really think and reflect. I've been working on my new book as well and so i um, just grateful for that time I had and today I thought we could kind of get into this topic that I actually think about quite a bit. And um, I don't know if this is because I sometimes attribute God's love to human love and I put human characteristics on him, but I have asked myself, can God stop loving me? Can his love cease? Um, and usually I'm asking that from a place of fear. If I have made fear-based decisions, if I have acted out in fear, a lot of times I wonder, will he stop loving me because of that? Um, and this past week, I was actually, um, with a friend and I remember I made a decision out of fear and, um, I had hurt that person by doing that. And so I came to them later and and we reconciled and we talked through it all. And I just said, I wish I could just make this better and go back and do, um, what I needed to do for you in that moment. And I wish I could just do it right now. And they said something so profound to me. They said, you don't have to earn my forgiveness you don't have to do anything it's already been forgiven and that just made me think about how much I try to do things to earn God's love and I think the more that I do for him the more he will love me. And how backwards that is. I mean, there's nothing in the Bible that points to that. And his love is so infinite and so real and so present. And so I thought we could kind of talk through today why we kind of tend to gravitate towards those thoughts and think that he could stop loving us and and what maybe our right response should be instead. And so I think that um, Romans 5, 8 says it so well. It says, but God demonstrates his own love for us in that while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. So I think about the greatest love that ever, le- the greatest act of love that ever happened was when Christ died for us, right? That was the greatest act of love. And that happened while we were still in sin. So there's there's nothing we did at that point, right? There's nothing we could have earned at that point. And that is the point that He chose to love us and He chose to die for us. And at that point, it was all... Finished. It was all, um, all the sin was taken away. And so I think as we walk through our Christian life, we think by the things we're doing, and by the way we're living out our lives, that somehow He loves us more, and we're earning that love. But really, it all happened at the cross, and it all happened at that point where He decided to love us, and He decided to love us while we were still in our sin. I mean, think about the worst sins that you can look back on in your life. He died for you right in that moment, right when you were committing that sin, or thinking about it, and doing it, and acting on it. Um, And so I thought about, instead of living our lives in a place of shame where we feel like we will never live up to His love, we will never earn His love, and so what's the point? Instead, our right response, I think, should be three parts. And so I've been really thinking and praying about this with the Lord, and I think, first of all, our response should simply be worship. Um, if we get forgiveness that is undeserved and unearned, all we have to really say is thank you and to come to our knees and to worship Him. And so I really believe that worship needs to be more a part of our regular life. And that could mean looking in creation and seeing the beauty all around us and appreciating His beauty that He's created. It could mean playing a worship song and engaging with our hearts and our souls and worshiping with our song. Um, that could be praying and thanking him throughout the day for the different things you see that he's provided for you. There are a million ways to worship him throughout our days. And it doesn't just look like Sunday morning worship, holding your hands high. Well, that is beautiful in its own right. Worship should be happening throughout our everyday life and throughout our everyday prayers with the Lord. Secondly, I think the response here, um, for such undeserved love um, from what we've received from Christ is to love others in the same way and loving the way we have been loved. And so I think that is so hard to do, but it's easier to do when you're focused on the love you've been given by the Lord. And that becomes the outpouring of your love for the people in your life that are hard to love, for the people that um, you struggle to show that kindness and that same respect and love too. Um, It becomes much easier when you take your eyes off that person and you put it onto the Lord and his love that he has showed you. And so your life is simply a love outpouring of the love you've been given. And I think that just takes down so many walls, right? Because we think, oh, well, this person, they don't deserve my love. They're not doing the things that I want them to do. They're not um, treating me the right way. And Well, friend, my heart breaks for all those things, and I I don't feel that you should be treated that way, but I do know that when we rise above it and when we let God transform our love that we show them, that's where people start to see something supernatural in us, and that's where we become Christ-like. So the last thing that I feel should be our response um, to this kind of love and to realizing that God can never stop loving us is for us to stop the hustle. You know, I see like that on t-shirts everywhere, you know, and like girl boss, you know, hustle is held up high. Like having the amount of hustle where you are your own boss, you are doing your own thing. You've got it all taken care of. Um, it's a quick road to burnout, my friend. And I don't subscribe to that (laughs) mentality. I think we are made for work. We are made for rest. We are made for rhythms and patterns of work and rest. Not simply work, 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 work until you run yourself to the ground. Um, And so I think in knowing that we are human, we are limited, we have this limited capacity. We have to also remember that our lives need patterns of work and rest and that we need to let God decide how much we can handle and and let Him take off our plates the things we can't handle. And for us to stop that hustle mentality, to stop needing bigger, better, stronger, um, there's nothing wrong with setting goals, but you have to set your goals with the Lord. You can't set them on your own. You can't have your own selfish ambitions leading you through life. Um, because I know from personal experience that it's just it's a, le- a road to burnout. And so I think it is so much better to devote our time, energy, resources to the Lord and let Him decide what we can handle on our plate and what we can't, what we need to take off our plate so that our lives become more manageable and we do have those rhythms of rest. Um, On my Patreon, on my membership site this week, I talked about how we are like sheep. And Psalm 23 has always been such a special Psalm to me because I love how God compares us to sheep. And I actually went to a petting zoo with my kids this past week and I got to see a real sheep in real life. And oh my gosh, I was just struck by how simple they are and how helpless and how needy um, and how much they really need the care of a shepherd. And So I wrote this, I said, sometimes I wonder if he, God, gets mad when I'm afraid, when I act out in fear, or when I make the wrong decision. What does he think in those moments? Is he angry? Is he let down, hurt, or disappointed? But when I saw this sheep, I saw the tender love of the Lord. He knows how simple we are. He knows we will often make decisions out of fear, but he chooses to shepherd and love us anyway. He chooses to defend us when we are defenseless. And so, friend, I know if you're like me in the past... (laughs) few months, especially I have felt so defenseless. I have felt like I can't do anything on my own, (laughs) but it is a beautiful place to be at the end of your rope because that's where you grab onto the Lord. That's where you meet him in those moments. And he transforms what you think you can't do into something you can do with his strength. And so if you've ever wondered, does God still love me, even though I act out in fear, even though I do the wrong thing sometimes or say the wrong thing, does he still love me? It all happened at the cross. The greatest act of love already happened for you. And so it should never be a doubt in your mind that he loves you still. He always does, friend. So let me close us in prayer. Heavenly Father, I just praise you and thank you for um, a few moments here to reflect and think about your love for us because this kind of love should really transform our hearts and help us to live differently, help us to love others in our lives differently, and help us to worship you throughout the day because all we really need to keep going is to know that someone like you loves us so deeply, so intently. And so we praise you for that, God, and we pray that we can carry this through our week and that we can um, worship you in every still small moment, in every big moment, in every little moment. I pray that we will remember that you are there. Thank you, Lord. Amen. All right, my friends, um, if you're interested in getting more devotionals like that Patreon one I just read you, I do send out devotionals there every week. Sometimes it's a video, sometimes it's a devotional, so... I will put the link for my membership in the caption of this podcast episode. And I am super excited to see you there. My membership is kind of like my family. I think of it that way, Um, my loyal followers. So if you want to join that, please um, follow the link. And I love you, friends. I will see you next time.